Thought Leadership Studio. You're listening to Thought Leadership Studio, the podcast that helps you master high-level positive mass influence to create distinctive business niches, captivate an audience, grow your following, and change the game by changing the frame with strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. Welcome to Thought Leadership Studio, episode 18, The Future of Marketing. What is next? Two upcoming trends in marketing to embrace for strategic advantage. But before we jump into the episode, let me tell you a little bit about myself in case you're new here. I'm Chris McNeil. I'm the founder of Thought Inc. and the creator of the Thought Process of Strategic Thought Leadership. Now I'll spell thought funny, T-H-A-U-T. And the website for that is thaut.io, thought.io. So I'm a marketer, but with a focus on strategic thought leadership. And while I've got a marketing agency called Fifth Level Web as well, my primary role myself now is in thought leadership coaching and consulting. And while we still do a good bit of agency work, I've pivoted more to this coaching and consulting role for some really good reasons. And one is that you are the source of your thought leadership. So it's a matter of harvesting the innate thought leadership that's been developed by thought leading organizations, the best minds in organizations, and the leaders in organizations. And I suspect since you're listening to this, you are one of those leaders. And what I found is that while nearly every leader that I've worked with has what we might call thought leadership position, worthy product or service innovations, distinctive ways of empowering customers, maybe unique relationships with the marketplace or customers. Most of them haven't learned to fully recognize it and package those unique angles into a robust and sticky model, a thought leadership model that can move a market segment or audience. So it's a different set of skills. It's a different role than what most business leaders would expect from an agency. And the coaching role is just so much leverage and impact in marketing because you're your greatest resource. Investing in yourself is always going to pay the greatest return. So some might say that I bring to the table credentials in entrepreneurship and influence and coaching and innovation. I've won multiple national and regional awards for innovation. And when I was in the fitness and wellness business, uh, I gained 20 years experience coaching and coaching coaches in what grew to be a multiple location personal training studio business, as well as providing corporate wellness programs for large companies like Bayer. But this model I developed 
Using my skills as a master NLP, neuro linguistic programming practitioner, and what I'd learned from fields like sports psychology and systems thinking, we created a motivation and behavior modification model based on NLP, based on sports psychology. So it wasn't just about lifestyle change and physical fitness for those who let themselves be open to it. It also became a path to greater self-mastery by learning to create an environment to bring out a state of high motivation, raise that motivation, focus it on specific progressive goals to create a confidence building path of goal achievement in the mastery of things like exercise performance, new healthier lifestyle habits. So it became a mental game about this motivation and behavior modification, creating this environment of high expectation of success and continual regular reinforcement of progress. So I developed and helped other people develop these NLP-based coaching skills of changing beliefs because in many cases it wasn't about people not knowing what exercises to do or what to eat it was about getting their beliefs in alignment with their goals so they believed that they could do it they believed that they were the kind of person who could master these things and create whatever kind of body they wanted to live in to support all the other things we wanted in life. And so this is a 10 year run of expanding these studios over 2000 clients. And I sold it to friendly competition in order to go into large scale software for lifestyle management and then marketing. Got a contract with a very large company with hundreds of thousands of employees to do wellness software based on the exposure from the awards. And again, it was very much mental game based, motivation based, and discovered that there was a need for bringing this new frame to technology supported marketing. So founded a marketing organization to do this tech-based marketing and consulting and for all these NLP skills in to start to learn from the masters, learn from the high achievers who stood out and dominated their markets, who had messages that cut through the clutter, that knew how to use these new dynamics of consumer behavior and consumer expectations that the internet created to their advantage. And this evolved into what became the thought process of strategic thought leadership. Thought Leadership Studio. So this episode is about the future of marketing. What's coming up? Two upcoming trends to embrace for strategic advantage 
And what this episode will do for you is help you learn to notice the dynamics that drive change to get a head start on new advantages that can help you grow your market share, to gain the rewards of early adoption, to discover some likely upcoming trends, or maybe they're not new to you, but to examine some nuances of them if they aren't, and to learn how to be a driver of positive change and fully capture that first mover advantage. So I remember an example of how great rewards can go to early adopters. In the, in the late 2000s, my marketing agency was doing SEO, or search engine optimization work, for local brick and mortar businesses. And it was often like shooting fish in a barrel. Because I had clients whose competitors hadn't gotten it yet. SEO was relatively new. So there was a niche full of companies with sub-optimized websites and the first one in that niche, in that market segment to get fully optimized for search engines. The first one to have an expansive social media presence. The first one to have regular fresh content that stood out so much from the others and dominated so much in gaining this internet market traffic that it can be used to dominate a market, which I effectively did. Some of these businesses grew at hundreds of percent a year. Some doubled their market share. And the question was, why wasn't everyone doing that? Well, it was early in the game on SEO. And there's also a sense of delayed gratification because it doesn't work immediately. It takes some months. So there's this time distortion effect or business people felt like, oh, I could get the immediate gratification of buying pay-per-click if I want to get it from the internet, or because I haven't yet gotten business from the internet, the internet just doesn't work. And they didn't realize someone else was eating their lunch because they were getting the lion's share of the business in the internet in their niche. Now this episode isn't about SEO and search engine optimization, but I wanted to give you an example of being early on a trend or even getting ahead of a curve. And how do you get ahead of the curve? Now, you can't 100% know what's coming up. The future isn't set. It's malleable. But you can participate in shaping the future by seeing where there's a pregnancy of change. And that's insight into a need for change when there's insight into old models becoming outdated, so they're ready to be replaced by new models, new models of thinking in this case. And that's discoverable with the methodology that I've come to call audience attunement, a form of audience listening that operates on a different set of principles that are typical in big data, different set of assumptions. Now, it's too much to go into for this podcast, but I did go into the method of audience attunement in a recent blog and a recent podcast specifically on that that I'll link to in the episode page. And the episode page link is in the episode description and it's going to have lots of resources that support what I'm sharing here. What it's basically about is finding a misalignment between what's important to your audience and widespread 
models when there's an important value that's not being met by the dominant mental model. That model's ripe for change. So it's an opportunity for strategic thought leadership. And it's also a clue that it could change organically over time. But the trick is to initiate the change or at least get ahead of the change and take advantage of it, to be part of the change consciously, to make the change as positively as possible, dovetail the needs of your audience with your own, and align it with the benefits of your product or your service or your perspective. And keep in mind that even if currently nobody's taking advantage of this market misalignment between values and models with a clear thought leadership position, over a longer time, it's really likely the change is going to come about and that there's going to be a paradigm shift. And there are two key changes that are coming up that I'm going to share after this brief message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. And now for a message from our sponsor, Scorpion Helpers. Scorpions can only race up to a certain age before they are sidelined and put out to pasture, sometimes with debilitating injuries from their years of racing. Even the more famous ones are forgotten about and sometimes left to rot away in cages with a scrap of lobster artichoke salad thrown to them here and there. for these former racing scorpions. We want to let them live out their final years in a beautiful setting. You can give a retired racing scorpion a good retirement of living their golden years out in a ranch setting, free to roam, play, and frolic with the other retired racing scorpions for only $50 a month per quarter pound of scorpion. Sponsor a racing scorpion. Give them a good retirement. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today and get a free bib with the Scorpion Helpers logo, along with a signed picture of the former champion racing scorpion, Ralph of the Atlantean Wildebeests. Scorpionhelpers.com Make a donation today. Save a scorpion from being relegated to a traveling circus where they're forced to play tricks and jump through hoops in front of a crowd in between being carried from city to city 
all alone, and only one train car per Scorpion per room. Make a donation today at scorpionhelpers.com. these upcoming trends, these changes taking place in marketing? Well, the first one is that the fallacy that you can market effectively without respecting the point of view of the end customer is completely unraveling. There's an outdated mental model that using privacy invasive customer data to target them is necessary for effective marketing. And that is just the numbers that count. This is coming from this big data targeted ad paradigm. Well, this model doesn't align with the values of the end customer. So there's a new paradigm emerging that in this invasive advertising generates resentment and is respect-based marketing, like thought leadership marketing, that takes the customer point of view into account, that designs from the customer point of view, that builds the positive relationships, that builds sustainable profits. Now this doesn't just align better with the end user's values, it aligns better with the marketer's values, because our research found that marketers really value integrity highly, and they don't always feel great about the way that they have to invade customers' privacy to target them. But the shift in paradigms, instead of targeting the customer, you target what they want. And this improves the end user's experience of marketing by taking their point of view, designing it with their needs in mind, instead of seeing them as just a target or a data point. And consider it actually has a better return on investment to take their point of view into account. When you lead them to new thinking that's helpful to them, and this new thinking also showcases the product or service promoted as the best possible choice. advertising study found that 70% of internet users want to learn about products through content versus traditional advertisements. So in fishing for prospects' attention online, what you cast your net where the largest school of fish are, through where the learning is. So do it best by leading people to new helpful thinking about what you sell. And like in personal relationships, snooping on someone close to you shows you also don't trust yourself. 
And in marketing, it betrays a lack of confidence in what your company offers or your client company. So it's not about the clicks, some of which probably come from bots anyways, that you might make from a single targeted ad. It's about the higher profits that emerge from long-term relationships of trust when you put your prospects' privacy needs first. So when you step back and you look at the larger system, you see how economic flow is interrupted by invasive marketing like when an invasive species collapses a natural ecosystem. The end user customer pays the rent for the companies who pay the rent for the advertiser. And those end user customers don't like being followed around the web or having their data harvested to be targeted. They resent it, they're gonna rebel. So it's a far more ecological to serve the end user customer with content that empowers them to get more value and to make smarter decisions. They're already researching for it. 80, depending on what research study, 81 to 89% of people research online before making a major purchase. There's plenty of attention out there looking for the kind of empowering information that you can provide, the kind of empowerment that you can provide. And the Vanguard Consulting Group in the UK has demonstrated that designing service businesses from the customer's point of view brings breakthroughs in both cost savings and profits at the same time. And it can happen fast. And to the customer, doesn't the larger system that they perceive as your business include all your web media? So should that not also be a service offered for the value of their attention? And purchases follow attention. So it's this designing marketing from the customer point of view, getting away from targeting the customer, getting towards targeting what they want, respecting their point of view, that is the first of these two major trends. The other major trend that I'm predicting is that with internet media getting easier and more accessible than ever with these artificial intelligence tools for content production, standing out requires a distinctive and creative leading message, not something that's bot produced. Now the smart marketers, smart content marketers are going to use these AI tools for things like research and organization, not to take the place of their human creativity. Now this trend is related to the first trend and it's also about respect for the end user. And people want to connect with people. Now the difference between what artificial intelligence could predict someone's behavior will be and their actual behavior is a measure of their creativity. All AI has to go by 
patterns from the past. Creativity is about a break from the past. It's about tapping into inspiration for a new direction. So with the media and the methods getting easier, with more and more automation, more and more at least semi-automatically produced content, there's little opportunity for competitive advantage through the media and the methods. The way to get noticed, the way to convert attention to business is with a creative leading message. Otherwise, you get lost in the mix. And that need for an original message is driving demand for the creative thinking that generates innovative new answers to the questions customers ask online when researching before purchase. And bot writing looks a lot less appealing in that light. And that shifts the perceived role of marketing technology in the minds of those looking to delegate writing and content generation to those machines. So it becomes our partner, not our replacement, and may speed up some things like research. But I see more and more an emphasis on even training creativity, because you can. And with that, I wrap up Episode 18 of Thought Leadership Studio, The Future of Marketing, Two Upcoming Trends. Thought Leadership Studio. So thanks again for listening to Thought Leadership Studio. I'm your host, Chris McNeil. You want to check out the episode page. It's got some links to some free stuff like the Marketer's Guide to Strategic Thought Leadership that will help you on your journey of thought leadership by helping you get more well-versed in the building blocks of strategic thought leadership. Make sure you've got all the components together. And I'm also offering a free 30-minute brainstorming session to help you with your strategic thought leadership. And the link to that is on the episode page as well. And you can also just go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com if you're not actually listening there right now. If you're on an app, go to thoughtleadershipstudio.com. Just click on podcast and you'll land right on that episode page with free offers and the supporting information to give you some different angles on this podcast as well as all the others. Thanks again for listening and I will see you next week. Thought Leadership Studio.